Welcome to the Popcorn Wine Down with Tammy and Eddie. Grab your popcorn, pour yourself a glass of wine, and come hang out with us as we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and music. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week. Well, we will be talking about Netflix's series, Selena the Series. But first, let's get to the wine down. Okay, Tammy, I threw a special one in here. And I know how much you hate talking about politics. And hopefully, after this week, or maybe next week, we won't have to talk about this white trash family anymore. But I just thought this was funny. Um, have you heard about the porta potty scandal? No. <laughs> you were like, no. Well, um, Ivanka and Jared, they made the Secret Service, they wouldn't let the Secret Service use the bathroom in their home. So this whole time, apparently, they have been making them, they first tried to rent out a bunch of porta potties, but the neighbors complained about the porta potties. So then they had to rent out, um, they had to pay the neighbors to let them use the bathroom until they finally rented them an apartment close by. So that was the porta potty scandal. And I just thought, you know, like, how bad is it that you won't even let the people who are paid to protect you use the bathroom in your house? Like, really? You know, so that's the porta potty scandal. But moving on. <laughs> It's kind of fitting if you think about it. Like, really, it is, you know. But moving on. So, um, have you heard that Bond has been pushed back again till Easter weekend this time? Um, yeah, I, I don't believe it until I actually see it in theater. So, yeah, keep pushing it back. Keep pushing it back because the theaters ain't opening on Easter. I don't know what made them think that the theater's going to be open on Easter. Um, yeah. If you go to the website, thepopcornwindown.com, our first plug of the year. <laughs> Still haven't gotten a, a sound effect for that, though. We're working on it. Um, there's a whole article this week about how uh, a lot of the movies are being pushed back again. And this time, a lot of the dates are just TBD. And it's because of what you said. The theaters are not opening um, anytime soon, I don't think. And I think anyone who just thought that 2021 was magically going to fix or cure all that ailed with 2020, I don't know whether to call them optimistic, naive, or just fucking stupid. Um, but, you know. I didn't so, think it would last uh, as long as it has. I did think that... Um, you know, 2021, we could have a semblance of normalcy, but, you know, the shit show of who handled the pandemic and the fact that there is millions of people who refuse to acknowledge the fact that we're currently in a pandemic is the reason why we will not be feeling normal for another year. Yeah, I, I was, I'm with you. Um, I did not think that 2021 would automatically cure all the ills. I thought that you know, we would start to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe after the 20th, um, we'll start to get more optimistic or we'll get more realistic uh, prognications about prognostications. That's the word of the day about when that's going to happen. But wait, um, hold on. did you just throw out an SAT word? That I, don't I did. Even, I, 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 don't, I don't even know. Like, I don't even remember what it sounds like. Like, say the word again. Like, like, it didn't even click in my head on this. The, 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 what's the word again? Pronostications. And that was a lesson in words that regular human beings never use. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> You're welcome. Like, I do what I can to cheer you up and to lighten the mood, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. We all have our thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, as I was saying, go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize for uh for having to break that down. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so, well, 
Look, dude. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I use real words. Anyway. It's um, words, y'all. But we love her anyway. <laughs> we love Eddie anyway. You know how I feel about the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we'll get some real world, um, some some actual honesty and truth and all of this. Hopefully that'll help. But back to Bond. There are also book rumors about the latest uh, guy in the lead or the running to play Bond. And his name is Regé Jean or Jean uh, Page from uh, Bridgerton, which is also on our list coming up. So, you know, stay tuned for the Bridgerton episode. But, um, and he fits two of the requirements, of course. Uh, well, not two of the requirements, but of course he's British, which is awesome. And, you know, he would fit the bill for those calling for a black bond or who would like to see a black bond. I am one of those who would. But also, um, when we talked about this before, I think he would be perfect from the sense where you could kind of reboot the series and maybe go back to his origin story. Um, so, and I know one of the, the latest Bond video game, I think it did that. It went back to his origin. So if you wanted to go younger, um, I think he would be perfect for that. And also, I think that is a sign that his career is really taking off or that he's finally made it because it seems like any every British male actor, they know that they've made it when the Bond rumors start circulating around them. So, you know, welcome to the, the only- show. That's the only thing is that he's good looking and he was one of he was on, you know, one of the top shows towards the end of 2020. I don't think he's an actual viable choice. I don't think he's on the actual list of people who could play James Bond, but it does show that he's made it. If people are throwing his name out there because they've thrown out what 50 people now. So but it's yeah, it's like he's good looking. He's, he's a good looking yeah. dude. And, well, you know, that's the, that's one of the prerequisites for Bond because, you know, um, Connery, dang, that, you know, ooh, the original. But anyway, may he rest. Lord knows how I feel about the young... Uh, anyway, let me stop. So, um, also, um, in reboot news, they are rebooting Sex and the City. It's going to be on HBO Max. And there's a couple of things about this. It's going to be without Samantha, who was a lot of people's favorite Kill her off, character. kill her off, kill her off. That's what um, I'm saying, kill her off. Kim Cattrall and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker um, did not bury the hatchet between them. Um, the, and never the will. Blood is, the blood is still bad and toxic. So, you know, they're not going to force them to do that because... If you remember from the original series, towards the end, the last few episodes, there were very few episodes, there were very few scenes or shows where Carrie and Samantha were in the same scene, and, and very they few had where to they talk were in the- her into doing the two movies that she didn't yeah. want to do. Yeah, so um, it may be for the best, but also um, they are getting the bag. Like the three women, they're getting a million dollars per episode. So, you know, um, if Isn't Kim that Cattrall what they were getting was, before? No. Like the before, it was unheard of before. I think Friends, um, they were the first ones to get a million dollars per episode for anything. But no, they weren't getting that much before. I don't know so, how you much know. they were making per episode. Because I know it was really high up because... At one point, um, she was I think she was making more money than any other actress for being. On and Death I think City. yeah, and I think that was part of Kim Cattrall's problem um, with it. But I know Sarah Jessica Parker was getting paid more than everyone else, she but it wasn't a million. But but yeah, but now they're all getting a million per. So you know, um, I was telling someone the other day, if her coming back would be taken out of my bag, then you know, let her say, <laughs> nah, uh, but. <laughs> So, here's the thing. I am looking forward to it, but um, you and I have had this conversation about how Sex in the City, the original series, it was great back in the day, but it hasn't aged well. No, that's it. And so, I hope that they fix some of that toxicity. Like, first of all, how the hell can you be in New York City and not have any friends of color? You have the one gay dude who is your friend. So they they checked that box, but you didn't have any black friends. Um, I think someone's maid was Hispanic or something like that, or Which Latina. Means you had so no Hispanic friends. Yeah, so we gonna need for Sex in the City to actually show the true New York and have some real people of color in the show, 
Like, you know, not just as someone you run, you're passing as you walk down Fifth Avenue, but some actual characters who, but you know, that mean say something. It about like all of these, um, all of these shows that are rebooting, right? They, they all have this issue at one point in um, the show's history. Friends was the exact same thing. That's the reason why they ended up bringing in Aisha um, Tyler and um, Gabrielle Union. Is it Gabrielle Union who was in it as well? I don't know if Gabrielle was in it. I know Aisha Tyler was in it, and it, Rock, was, it uh, was somebody. It was a. It was a, It was somebody else. I think. I think yeah, it was Gabrielle and, Union, but um, and then and he David had Schwimmer. Girl. Yeah, and David Schwimmer talked about how he fought for Aisha Tyler. Like he was, he was always saying that he needed that they needed more people of color, and he fought for that relationship. And if they did, and if you know Ross and Rachel were in game, but. He wanted the relationship to last longer, and if for some reason Ross and Rachel didn't get back together, that he wanted he wanted Ross to end up with a, a black woman or a woman of color. Because Ross it, Ross dated his first girlfriend, she Janine. What? No, wasn't she Asian? Like he dated an Asian. So Ross was the most he was the nerdiest and the most diverse of all the friends. Yeah, but, wasn't his wife? His wife was Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. when he called and her the wrong name. Um, but no, yeah. but Gossip, Girl, <laughs> Gossip Girl as well. Gossip Girl got a lot of pushback um, for that. I know it was High Society of New York. Um, but High Society of New York is even diverse in certain ways as well. And um, especially for a school, uh, there's no way you got no black children in that school. Well, no, no, no kids of color. Like, let, let's not talk like, you know, black people are the only people of color. But um, yeah. even like Hispanics, Asians, like they had no one really. Um, of color who was on that show it was just a whole bunch of white people um, until well, you the know last they're season. Re- yeah, well, you know they're rebooting Gossip Girl I on do. HBO Max as well. So, um, and looking at the cast, um, we'll be talking about that more on the website too, the popcornwindown.com, plug, plug. But um, looking at the cast, it does seem that they're trying to fix some of that. So we will see um, what happens uh, with that. But, I just hope they don't do it uh, as in just to check a box, but they actually make yeah. these characters people of significance on the show. Didn't they take a picture of who is going to be on the show this time? I'm sorry, I, I'm just going right off, but I swore they took a picture of Gossip the Girl. Of Gossip Girl, yeah. On the yeah, they of the did. Met. Yeah, they did. Okay. So w- we'll see, and we'll definitely talk more about that. Also, one other thing that they definitely need to fix. Um, I want to know what happens with Carrie and Big. As far as I'm concerned, they should be divorced because as much as we all were like, oh, Big is the... That relationship is toxic as fuck. He's an asshole. Like, yeah. And it was so toxic and we all were just thinking Big was the end all, the be all and Carrie and Aiden. And I'm like, just like I said, it hasn't aged well at all. No. And so um, I hope they fix some of that. And it... As much as I love Chris Noth, uh, Christopher Noth, um, it I wouldn't be upset if this was a big list episode, a big list reboot, and they were divorced and she moved on and she was looking for new love or whatever. Because yeah, um, or unless they completely reboot the character and he's seen the error of his ways, but you know. And um, speaking of rebooting character, I don't know how to. <laughs> Approach this one. Um, this week was a big week um, for a certain actor. Um, are you an Army Hammer fan? Uh, who that is? Uh, he he starred in. Uh, he co-starred with Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, in Hoover or or Jay Edgar. He's also the lead. Uh, I actually don't he's remember. He's also the lead. He's also the. Well, you know, Jay Edgar was a forgettable movie for a lot of reasons. It was. Um, I, as, much, as much as I love Leo, I hate seeing it. And it had nothing to do with his performance, but still. Um, he was also the lead in Call Me By Your Name with Timothy Chalamet. I remember Timothy. Okay. Well, Army Hammer, he was set to co-star with Jennifer uh, Lopez, J-Lo, in the movie Shotgun Wedding. And I remember reading, starting to read some of this last week, and I thought, oh, okay. But um, he was involved, or he's involved in a pretty big batshit crazy scandal, which has so many different components, you don't know where to even begin. So 
I'm going to try to break this down as simple as possible. First, um, he's in the BDSM, which seems to be the worst kept secret in Hollywood because he he would like all this stuff um, on his social media pages, not realizing that other people who follow you can see what you like. So everyone's always known that he's been into kink and all that, which is fine. Whatever happens between consenting adults is between consenting adults. I'm not judging. Um, BDSM is not my bag, but hey, go for it, right? So that's one thing. And apparently in those relationships, he is the dom. Okay. So um, now he, one of his subs, uh, I think she's in England. She leaked a lot of their DMs and texts. And these are, they're creepy as fuck. Like um, if you were into BDSM, he would probably be the last person you want to try it with. Like he's, he, he talks about how he's into cannibalism, like real actual cannibalism, not eating, you never mind, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he, it, it goes on to talk about that and some other creepy stuff, how he wanted to cut off her toe and, you know, carry it around with him. So he would always have a piece of her with him. Um, it talks about how the only way he can get off is if he's, you know, penetrating her anally, um, which, you know, okay, to each their own. Yeah. Um, it talks about how he apparently cut the heart out of a living animal and he likes to do that and, you know, how he wants to play out these violent, sadistic rape scenes with her. Um, and so, but, so that's one thing. And like I said, it may not be my bag, but whatever happens between consenting adults is, con- is between consenting adults. And just reading that, though, he would be the last person I'd ever want to try that with because it seems like he might get carried away. And while he's getting off, you got dead because, you know, I don't know if he'd be able to stop himself. But that's a whole nother thing. But it seems like not all of these scenes or all of these interactions with his women have been consensual. So there are women who are coming out who were saying that, yeah, um, he's not only been physically, but emotionally abusive. Um, They've drawn the line at sexually abusive, but um, I'm thinking that's probably some of what's involved in that. If you're reading between the lines, one of his ex-girlfriends came out and said, she's a writer, I believe. She said, yeah, her response was, it takes a village to hide a predator. So um, there's a lot going on there, a lot. Like just add it to the 2020, 2021, like, this fucking decade just needs to reboot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where to go with that, like, but that's the story of Army Hammer this week, so, yeah, um, and I guess that does it for the news. I feel like we should end on something else. Free Got 7, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, join us after this quick wine break and we will discuss Selena the series. Discover more in movies, TV, and music at thepopcornwindown.com. And welcome. This week we will be talking about Selena the Series on Netflix. So um, Selena the Series is about uh, the story of Tejano Queen and rising pop store Selena Quintanilla. I hope I said her name right. Um, it, excuse me, it chronicles her rise to fame and the sacrifices she and her family made along the way. Um, Tammy, what did you think of Selena the Series? It was good. It got better. It was good. It got better <laughs> later on in the series. Um, in the beginning, I was just watching it because we were doing a review. Um, around like episode five or six is when I actually became invested in the story. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I did. I did enjoy it, and I like. I like the cliffhanger that it ended on. Yeah. Um... I did too. I think I'm going to probably be controversial in this. Um, I liked it better than I did the movie. And I understand the movie was J-Lo's vehicle to fame. And it really put her on the map. And, you know, 
made her star rise. So it wasn't her portrayal. Um, I think I've just always, I'm not going to say felt protective about Selena, but um, she died right around the time of my birthday. And so, you know, that's always just been kind of weird for me. But um, I enjoyed this a lot more because obviously it's a series and it goes more in depth about the things that a movie can't necessarily tell you. And I love how they took their time with it. Like they weren't just trying to rush from beginning to end. And they want to truly tell not only her story, but her family's story. So um, I really appreciated that. And I I must say it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, At first, you know, I'm with you. Um, I went into it just because it was something that we had agreed that we would do for the show and that we would talk about. So I was like, okay, um, I'm going to watch it. But I was drawn in rather quickly. I think um, I pretty much watched it all in one day. And that was surprising because when I started, I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch a couple episodes today and a couple episodes tomorrow. But um, I pretty much watched it all in one day. And it was really, really great. So, um, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, her father was a trip. Like, um, especially in the first episode when he sent, was it the first or se- second episode when they lost the restaurant and he sent the kids into the store. They had to go on food stamps and he, he they were in the store and he gave the kids the speech about not, like he took them to the store in the middle of the night, first of all. And he's like, this is the best time to shop. And then he gave them the speech about being proud and not embarrassed. And then he hands them the food stamps and he's like, okay, I'll be in the car. Go pay for this. And they're like, what? It's the same thing as when um, he said that they have their own lights, but they didn't. They have to make lights. And he made AB go into the trash can to get the peach cans. You know, um, and he went and sat in the car watching AB as AB is rolling around in this dirt trying to get as many food cans as he possibly can yeah um their dad was a trip in some ways I understand what he did and why he did it and why he was so hard but he was working for and in other ways it was just like wow um you know he had a perfect example of trying to live your dream through your children and not letting them enjoy the dream themselves like he was so focused on them achieving the dream that he never could himself that they never never enjoyed any of the achievements that they had at all he never had gave them a moment to just enjoy what they achieved yeah um it it did seem that way and i you know and I'm sure if you were to ask them today, they would say, yeah, you know, we we have moments of fun. And I was just going to say, he's. it seems like he's lucky he had the kids that he had because another group of kids, some other kids, they probably would have rebelled against all of that, especially the more the fame crept in and the more famous they became, the more money they started to make. Um, you know, I guess Selena's after rebellion was when she secretly married her husband, um, you know, but... It, 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 it could have backfired, I guess is what I'm getting at with it, with a different set of kids, you know, um, just the way he ran them with an iron fist and even the band. Um, I'm sure there were more moments that they didn't discuss about rebellion within the band, um, the strict no drinking, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, I'm, and it was like his when his wife told him. Abe, um, Abraham, they're young kids, you know, they're young, they're going to do what they're going to do, give them, just let them be young, it's like, there was no room for mistakes with him, everything had to be perfection, and that, that could be too much for some people to handle, you know, so, um, what was one of your favorite moments from the show? <laughs> oh gosh I don't think I have one like I don't think I have a moment that really stood out to me I guess one of the stupidest moments for me was when they decided to make for the photo shoot and they were trying to make her worldly and Abraham got all these words and he has all you know all this stuff but he her her image was that was not her image 
um, that was not who she was and they kind of went with it a lot um, but I don't have like a scene that I'm like yo I could watch that over and over again like none like if like you know <laughs> like I enjoyed the series but nothing really stood out to me necessarily except for the I guess their personalities of how they all dealt with gaining fame and everything like that and did you realize that all the kids had some kind of mental issue was I that- know her brother was OCD and type A. What yeah. was Suzette? Well, Su- Su- Suzette, she had she had that worry that they were just gonna lose everything. Um, like her anxiety, just yeah, like she, yeah, she had a lot of anxiety. Like, and and I, I think she got that from her father, but um, where she was always worried that the littlest thing was going to destroy everything, which is hilarious because I know when. Her and Selena was first growing up. I remember Selena liking that um, that boy and wanting to go to the movies to kind of hang out with him. And she had already asked Abraham and he had said no. And then she persuaded um, Suzette to do it. And Suzette goes and like, oh, you blew it. Like, I couldn't even persuade him to let you go to the movies. And I'm like, okay. But then later on, I felt like she... Like... She was able to do a lot of stuff on her own, but Selena wasn't, even though Selena was an adult. Um, and that really threw me off. Like, like the dating thing. When Bill called to date Suzette, that was fine. But did they have this idea that um, Selena would never date? Yeah, I think, you know, because she was Selena, she was the star. She was the, she was the baby of the family. Like, the one who seemed the most realistic and okay with her relationship with Chris was AB. Yeah. He was just like, and he had a reminder, he's like, she's a grown woman. Like she's 20 years old. Like I love when he went when he when he did that. He was like, she's 20 years old. What do you want me to do? Like she's an adult. Like (laughs) like that's not my job. (laughs) Like she can make her own decisions. And I'm like, that's so true. Like you know, the more you push her, the more she's gonna sneak around. That is ultimately why she secretly marries her husband. And then you have to accept him into the family. Yeah. You know, so, um, but it, yeah. Um, what was Selena's issue? I didn't, let's see if I, if I picked up on it. And I, I just, I, I think, is, is it wrong for me? Don't, nobody, don't come after me, Selena fans. Um, but she was very weak. I don't think she had her own mind. The first time I actually th- um, saw her like actually think on her own was when she finally, finally decided to be with Chris. But before that, like he was right in saying that, you know, she, she, she didn't think for herself. She never thought for herself. She'd never done anything for herself whatsoever. Like it, it, it's like she didn't have her own dream. Like you, you have dreams, but were you able to achieve them? Well, I think... And that's one of the things about her life being cut so tragically short is because, and I know you didn't live in Texas at the time, and she wasn't a household name at the time. That happened after her death. But in Texas, if you lived in Texas, you knew who Selena was, um, regardless if you were into Tejano music or not, you know. Um, But I think more... I think as she got older, because, you know, she'd always been sheltered. She'd always just been around her family. Even in high school, you know, it showed that she really wasn't allowed. Not, I'm not going to say not to have friends, but she really couldn't hang out with her friends. It was always her family. And it, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying when she bought the car, how she thought about her, how her dad would react. Um, that seemed to be the first reaction to anything she did, even when she got her hair cut. And we know she got that I'm heartbroken haircut that we've all had or we've all done at one point. Um, You know, she thought about when she came home, the first thing it was about her dad. So I think her dreams, like she wanted to make clothes. And I know she she had a clothing line coming. Like there was so much coming Um, when she she was murdered. The series series doesn't talk about that yet, though, because it's at the point where um, where Chris gets out. So... Yeah, but she does talk about her dream to make clothes. Like you see it, um, I forgot what episode, but she was when she was talking when she was looking at the magazines and she was talking about how expensive they were. And then she was talking about um, when she went to her album premiere or her album listening party 
and she, they, they asked her about who made her clothes and then she said that her dream was and in one ep- another episode she was like her dream was to have her own clothing line so you know she 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 does mention some of the things that that were coming or that she wanted for herself but um as far as her just actually before standing up for herself no she didn't do that a lot it was really all about what her family she she didn't even do it when it came where Chris got kicked out of the band it was she was very upset and she cried but she got her butt back on that bus and watched the bus ride away without him and um so even then there was no like stand your ground kind of thing um from her you know which I guess shows her young age her young mindset in fact that she had been sheltered her whole life um she didn't have that like you know um that uh maybe other people would have if they had you know had more of an outside life besides her family and you know also she comes from a very traditional mexican family where um you know we've talked about it a lot of times where a lot of minority families are very patriarchal and you just did not go against your dad because even for it to be the early 90s, how many grown men would have called, and I'm, ta- I'm going back to Bill here, would have called and asked to take out, would have called and got permission from the girl's father to take her out. And then, I don't know if you caught it, but it was like, okay, you know Suzette liked Bill, and you get what he was doing, but there was never a conversation between Bill and Suzette about, hey, I'm going to call your dad. And, and I'm sure he understood just from their conversations and the times that they hung out, what kind of family she came from and who her dad was and how he was. But it seems like to me, he would have at least asked her so she knew that it was coming. And then he, when he does call, he talks directly to her dad. Her dad hangs up and then her dad's the one who tells her, oh, you're going out on a date with Bill. He doesn't say he called to ask permission. Is this something you want? He just said, you're going out on a date. And I'm like, well, no one even thought to consult her about it, you know? <laughs> like, But then also with that mindset is, yes, you are in um, a male-dominated like family and everything like that. But yet, you had grown men riding on a tour bus with your daughters. And you never thought that anything would come about from any of those grown men being on a tour bus with your daughters? Because they knew the rules. And, you know, Selena (laughs) Selena was the good girl, but they all knew the rules. (laughs) And that is the reason why it ended up being that, you know, Chris and Selena get together. Like, I thought I thought Abraham set himself up as well um, with that, on having having them on the bus and just automatically assuming, like, you, you don't see anything of that your daughter may fall for one of them? That, that, that was just, like, something like, oh, it's a rule, so I know it's not gonna... Ha-. Like, that seemed very unrealistic to me. I know it actually happened in real life, but it just seems so unrealistic to actually think that having a whole bunch of grown men on a tour bus with your daughters and no relationship would come about at any point. Um, Thank that. you. And I, and if she never had a life or never really had a chance to go with the only male she had. And, yeah, like, how could you not expect her to eventually fall so, for someone in the band? Like, exactly. if that was really... That's her, and then and, her mom, know, like, I, I feel like her mom didn't really, like... Her, her mom didn't really have have no say whatsoever. Like she was along for the ride. Like she just was just along for the ride. Had no real, you know, significance whatsoever. Um, the only time I, I like I was just like, okay, go, ma. Was when she almost got hurt and her dad was more nonchalant about it. Her mom was just like, no. Like she needs protection. I know you want to keep her safe, and I want to keep her safe. So you need to get her protection. And then he actually does it. Um, and it says, like, you know, we got to keep your mom happy as well. But other than that, like, no, no, it, it just bothers my mind that nobody saw her and Chris coming. Like, <laughs> that just threw me off that nobody saw that coming. Well, except for AB, but AB was just like, I don't care. Like, it's whatever for me. Yeah. But nobody and, else saw it coming. Well, Suzette, Suzette saw it coming, but, you know, Selena kept shutting her down whenever she would ask about it. But, but that's apparently, Suzette wasn't 
trying to be a sister who knew her sister's secrets. She was trying to guilt her into not doing it. That's what she was trying to yeah, do. Yeah, but apparently the rest of the band knew about it. Yeah. Like it was the worst kept secret in the band except for <laughs> the rest of her family outside of AB. <laughs> that's that's but, what threw me off. It's like none, none of the rest of them were actually surprised. None of the rest of them cared. The only ones was her dad, her mom, and her sister. Everybody else was just so chill about it. Like, okay, like, oh, they, oh, they, they finally, you finally found out they were in a relationship? Yes. <laughs> You know, so it, 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 yeah, that to me. And I remember, and like I said, I kind of remember hearing about it, like her dad, They and they say that, you know, in, in real life, her dad really was very strict. Um, he, he was very, I'm not going to, controlling, but I'm not going to say it was in a bad way because I don't, I don't have the right to say that I'm not. But just from what I've seen, like I said, um, it goes back to the fact that he was very blessed to have the children that he had because an, another group of kids, someone else with the personalities and the love and respect they have for him. Because living under all that pressure, they would have broke. They would have well, rebelled. Well, AB's um, going to break in the um, in the second part because what really, like, that that's, okay, I will say that I may not have a favorite scene, but I do have one thing that really, really pissed me off is the amount of pressure that he put on AB and never once did it click on AB's responses that he needed a break. Like he never ever thought they needed a break. Yeah, like, you know, the pressure to put on AB to write a song whenever, oh, well, we have to go platinum if we want to make the English language album, um, which she was recording at the time of her death. Um you know, then we have to go platinum. We have to do this. We have to do that. And it, it was just like, okay. Um, and then and the first response that AB had was um, after they kicked Chris off the bus or he fired Chris from the band. Uh, you know, well, you need to find another guitar. I always do. Like, you know. Oh, I loved when he snapped at um, Abraham. When he snapped at yeah. him on thinking that he was the one, he was the one that was supposed to be stopping Selena from falling for Chris, and then also when he was just like, "Well, we have to find another guitarist," and he's like, "No, I have to find another guitarist because that's what guitarist. I do." And I'm just like, "Thank yeah. you, thank you. That's another pressure on you." So besides having to write um, these songs and also losing his writing partner because Pete, um, it was like no true acknowledgement on that Pete was leaving. Pete was leaving the band. Yeah. And he was gonna he was gonna be leaving the tour at some point in order to record his own CD. So that was one of AB's like security blankets that was not going to be there for him to kind of keep him sane. And 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 okay, so the dad co-signed on that because I think the dad was also gonna be Pete's manager or whatever because he he knew. But it's like okay, well why and and it goes back to what Suzette has said in an earlier episode, like you need to discuss these things with us. Like he didn't discuss anything with them. Uh, it's like, okay, you could have at least had a conversation with AB to let him know that it was coming. And it seems like when Pete talked to him, Pete had expected him to at least have some idea, like his dad to have at least talked to him about it um, or brought it up. And so AB was blindsided. And then he went and took that frustration out on Selena and that's when she started doing running hot and cold with Chris again. Yeah. And so it was just like, you know, um, it, it was a lot. Like you, you, and from what I said, you do realize all that was sacrificed um, to get to where they were. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, I, I will say that watching her journey to um, the success that she, of where she was uh, before her untimely death was. Um, I, I love that part of it. I love seeing uh, how they started with her so young, where they were playing at old folks' home, um, where the old folks didn't even really want to hear them. Um, switching it up to um, singing in Spanish, really, really getting popular when she won at the Tijano uh, Music Awards and um, just seeing all of those achievements when she got the gold record. And I'm just like... Wow. Like, I mean, it definitely paid off all the hard work, all the sacrifices. It paid off on the success that um, they had as a family. But at the same time, the sacrifices, I am sure, um, 
were a lot that hit them in the background. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, I would like to see... Um, sometimes I would like to see an honest depiction of the uh, of that, right? So we can speculate on that. We can have a conversation about it. But I would actually like to hear the people who went through that. Like, how did you really feel as you were going through it? Like, you can sprout all that. Well, you know, I was always with my family and da da da. That's great. But mentally, like, how did you handle that? Because <laughs> that that was tough. Like, AB got OCD based on that. So. Um, yeah, but it was great to see her journey, though, like how she gained success and, you know, in the Spanish market when she first couldn't speak Spanish at all and going from there. It was good. Yeah. And I do. And, you know, and to be fair um, to her father and her family, I do like the, the, the moments of closeness that we see. I like the hum- I like the humanity. I like seeing more behind the scenes that we didn't necessarily see in the movie I think sometimes you know because I really loved where he stood up for her with at the school when this is you know um he may have taken it to extremes by just taking her out of school but the teacher was just like you know and they uh the teacher when he went to when he went to get her work and the teacher was like no it's my and he's like but we have permission from the principal to be here what is your concern from the principal to do this what is your concern is she failing no is she falling behind no do you not get the work on time you you know like no so you can't answer to any of those things so how can you say that I'm abusing my child you know um now with well I (laughs) him taking I'm gonna be devil's advocate on that because I think um that goes towards um, also social skills on the fact of that there are certain things that kids gain from being in school that they necessarily don't gain anywhere else. And that's what I kind of got that the teacher, she may not have said it correctly, but I felt like that's where she, what she was trying to say on, yeah, she's doing all her work and she's, you know, she's a great student when she's here and everything, but She's not having the time to be a kid, to be a teenager. And I felt that's what she was trying to say on the fact that she was missing so many days of school that she wasn't having the opportunity to be a teenager, to, to just live. And that's what I felt the teacher was um, was trying to say um, to the parents. And I get that, and I appreciate that, and it goes back to a lot of the same issues that a lot of child stars have, um, as far as like homeschooling, private schooling, um, you know, personal tutors, and all of that kind of stuff, and socialization skills, and um, some of the mistakes that they make along the way because they're not allowed to just be kids. Um, some of them, so I mean, I do get it, and I, I, and I understand that, but I agree, she the message um, got lost in the messaging because it it was fucked up. And so I I understand his response. But like I said, I do like seeing some of the closeness and the fun times that they had as a family. Um, I love the part where the mom, where they got the bus and they thought they were going to lose the house and she looked at him and he looked at the bus and she's like, no. And he's like, what? She goes, we are not moving into the bus. (laughs) But you were thinking about it though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, um, but, and I, it, it, it just seems like it was hard. Like he, it seems like sometimes he let the, the business of running Selena Inc. Um, take over being, when he, being her manager, being a CEO of Selena, take o- overshadow him being, yeah. Her and dad. a husband. And, I, I feel um, that, you yeah. know, of course we don't talk about that, but how much of a relationship could the parents have had seen as how their whole life was based on Selena's career after, you know, she gained success. Like they rode in that bus, like they don't really show us them having a really, a true break, right? We do see them at home and everything like that, but I just feel like, what kind of relationship did you have with your husband? <laughs> Thank you. Y'all and damn y'all, the I'm in rows all day. <laughs> and not only that, when you're on the road, when you get some quality time, if you yeah. know what I mean, because you're sharing a room with your two adult daughters. Yeah. Like, like I mean, AB, AB had quality time because he ended up having the two kids. But I'm just 
saying. He ended, and that's another Thank thing because AB got married. AB um, had two kids, and yet he wasn't there really for his kids. You like his son had just been born a couple months before, and he was already going back on tour. So um, with this, it also shows like he wasn't having you know that um, presence in his kids' lives. Um, you know, I'm granted maybe it was a little bit different than what the TV show showed, of course. Um, but I felt like he, he just wasn't there. Like she was like, "Oh, my mom's gonna come and help me, so we'll be fine." Because she didn't want to go on a road again, because that's just not something that you want to do with two young kids. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, like okay, so like dang, like <laughs> like no real relationship. Well, you know, <laughs> and but. And but it's not just a B. That's like that's the rock star life. And I guess especially when you you know when and that's the thing about touring and being a musician or whatever and having a family. Uh, you know, especially as rock as musicians get older and start having families, you see that they tour less. Like they'll do that one big summer tour or mm-hmm. whatever, but they're not always on the road as much because it does take away from. And the I don't. Know, and as your kids recently, get older, like, um, a lot of tours. Um, they actually take their families with them um with so them, that yeah. they, they're not separated so that's as why much. and it, it goes along with like actors and actresses right so um the relationship that I hear that really survived is when they make a deal that they only go a certain amount of time without seeing each other without being together and when that time give um is up then one of them has to fly to the other one wherever they are just to spend time together and I think you know that can definitely help a relationship when you can spend months not seeing your significant other because of the careers that y'all have, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't, and she knew and his wife, you know, uh, credit to his wife. She knew what she was getting into. They, they, they had those conversations and stuff like that. And I think he understood more um, why the first, I guess, guitarist had to quit when his baby was mm-hmm. sick and just the life on the road and how the choices that he made. So, um, I I hope Netflix because um, reading the previews for this I I knew going in that this was not going to be tell her life story in one season and I'm kind of glad it did I'm kind of glad that it's taking its time and marinating. Oh, I love the cliffhanger. Uh, you know. Cliffhanger was great. <laughs> yeah, and so I hope Netflix doesn't pull a Netflix and actually fucking renews it so we can see what happens. Um, although we know what happens, we know how it ends, but you know. Um, sometimes you know the beginning you know the end but you want to know what happens in the middle so that's where I'm at and so I hope we get to see more of what happens in the middle and so far it's it's been a success you know Um, like I said I do I guess because of the time that it's taking in telling the story um, that um, I I am enjoying it more than the movie Um, and like I said the movie when it first came out it was still hard for me to watch just because of you know um but yeah, um, I love Selena. I love her music. And so, um, a second season. Are you for it or against well, it? Well, they or? left it on a cliffhanger, so they got to bring a second season to see what happens. Hopefully, COVID doesn't kill, you know, a second season uh, based on like the scenes that they have that they were taping, like you know those concert scenes and everything like that. Hopefully, COVID doesn't kill that. Oh yeah, um, fucking wrong. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't. If we get a second season, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say it will probably be um, next year, um, maybe 2023, just because of the situation. And I know a lot of productions, um, when we're saying they should be starting up, a lot of the productions haven't restarted from when they shut down for Christmas break because of um, Rona. So we will see. But I'm all for a second season of uh, Selena and I will watch it um, just as enthusiastically as I watch this one but I'm going to say that it probably wouldn't last beyond a second season just because unless you just dragged it out you know um, it it definitely would be a limited series for real um, unfortunately um, due to the tragic ending of her life so, all in all, how would you rate Selena the series? Giving it a three. A solid three. A solid, a solid three. You didn't, you didn't even yep, think about it. A solid three. I'm giving it a solid three. A solid. Um, it's a lot of promise. 
um, just like you, I really love Selena. I actually, because I did not grow up in Texas, I did not become a fan of Selena until um, after her death, um, when her music was introduced to me, is when I became interested. And then, of course, I watched the movie, and that signified, like, you know, I was just going to be a fan for life. Um, but I did enjoy the series. It started off slow. I wasn't really interested in the beginning, but it definitely ended very, very well. Um, and I think they slowly got into the roles that each of them was playing, which was um, definitely enjoyable for me. So I'm going to give it a solid three and wait for part two to come out. What about you, Eddie? Um, I'm going to give it a solid three and a half. I love the casting. I think the cast did a great job. Christian Serratos, which we didn't really talk about, did an excellent job as Selena. Um, the, the resemblance is amazing. Um, I'm Some of the bad hair, but you have to remember that it was the 90s, so the bad hair and the bad wigs, they, that was par for the course and what we were going through and, uh, or what the fashion was like in the late 80s, early 90s, so I get that. But um, I think the cast was amazing. And um, I, I really love the story from beginning to end. I, like I said, I pretty much watched it all in one day. So I'll let you know I was really drawn in. Um, there are some things, you know, I know her family was involved. I know her sister is an executive producer. So, you know, we may not get exactly what we want as far as some of the gritty, gritty details. Um, but um, I think... I am looking forward to a second season and seeing how they handle that, um, you know, with the introduction of the Yolanda Saldivar character and um, her marriage to Chris and how the family responds to that. So I really, really am looking forward to, and hopefully it will get picked up and renewed um, so they can finish telling the story. Uh, yeah, but that is the story of Selena and that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. Thank you for joining us as always and be sure to tune in next week when we will be discussing Rugal. Yay! I'm so excited about this one. Another K-drama. It's not a K-drama. It's it an action series that just happens to be in Korean. Oh my. Hello? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. A K-action <laughs> Be sure to tune in next week and join us for that. Until next time, and I'm, I'm Eddie. Tammy. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this week's popcorn review. Don't forget to visit us at thepopcornwindown.com for your daily dose of pop culture.